Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we give the Lord another good hand clap today? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I am so thankful today to uh, be back with you. This is a great church. You named it right. Greater Life. What a beautiful name for a great church and a wonderful congregation of people. Uh, I applaud you today because of your good spirit and the worship that we have felt every Sunday that we've come into this building has just been absolutely amazing. I told Brother Hughes last Sunday, I said, I feel like somebody's praying, which I knew you was, and I know that he was. I know that he probably would not want me to brag on him too much, but it's your anniversary. So, <laughs> amen. I know that he spent all afternoon last Sunday, and probably that's a normal thing, uh, praying and seeking the Lord, but... You sure can tell it when you get into positions like this. So today I give honor and double honor to your pastor, his wife, Brother Sister Hughes. Uh, it's just amazing to see what the Lord's done uh, for this area, for this community, for this church. 26 years can go by so fast. But you have had adversities, difficult times. So many things that have probably tried to stop you, but we sung about it today. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Wow. Wow. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And that's so evident today because the more the devil tries to destroy you, the more you come back believing and praying and what a great atmosphere of revival. And I prayed. I have really sought the Lord. And this morning I came early and went over. And that's that's where I pray over in the old church. And was just in there praying. I said, God, if you were here this morning, and you are here, but I'm going to be your mouthpiece. And I want to say what you would say. And that's a little difficult sometimes because God moves in mysterious ways. But I've learned through 50 plus years of preaching that when God gets ready to say something, He's got to have somebody to say it through. And so we, we feel sometimes the way God feels if the minister, the pastor, visiting evangelist, if God's anxious, then it comes through the message. If God is looking at people and individuals in this building, it comes through the message. If God is seeing people that are close to eternity, and He would want to reach them, He has to reach them through the mouthpiece and the message. So if if you this morning could absorb the Spirit into your life and just pray that God would move through you and through me. I feel like we could walk out of here today and say, the Lord has had His way. Praise God. Open your Bible this morning. Amen. 
to the book of Isaiah. Chapter number 55. Isaiah 55. And verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Father, I pray today that you would help us. Just let the hand of the Lord be upon us. Reach into this congregation. Find that person that needs to hear what's going to be said today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You can be seated. The Lord bless you. Timing is everything. We live by a schedule, by time. Our lives are motivated by uh, our cell phones that keep track of, of every minute of every day. We're accustomed now to uh, being so much on track and on time until uh, we, we find it uncomfortable if we was to forget our cell phone. All of a sudden we feel like part of us is missing. Because on that phone is uh, your banking account, your phone numbers, uh, my QuickBooks, which learning to do that, that's an amazing thing. Uh, it, it can give you what's happening right here and at the touch of your finger, it can give you what's happening around the world. It can tell you where it's warm and where it's cold. It can give you directions by that smartest lady that I know of, Siri. She just, she is just so smart. But sometimes she misses it a little bit and that can get you way off track. But you know what? When, when God's time, He's always on time. He doesn't go by, uh, a cell phone or a watch or minutes or seconds. God's timing comes in blocks of timing. From the creation to the uh, creating of man. From the creating of man through the patriarchs, through dispensations of Moses and Abraham and Jacob. And all of the patriarchs of the old Bible was not mentioned in minutes and seconds. And most of the time, not days, but it was mentioned in spans of time. But a span of time with God is like a day is a thousand years. And a thousand years is as one day. So what God was telling you is that he is not bound by any particular thing except it's got to be on time. It, the timing of God is perfect. It, timing of God is exactly the way God wants it to be. I feel like this morning that if we could just understand how much that God wants us to understand what he's feeling and what he's going through when he talks about coming to him. I'm not going to take time this morning to describe to you uh, that a person's life 
If you take a stroll through the cemetery, you'll find small graves and you'll find large graves. You'll find uh, burial people that are there that are some just a day or a month or six months. And then you can just keep going. And sometimes they span up to 90 and 100 years or more, a lifespan. Who knows that when you're born into this world, uh, how can we look back and say, at a certain day, I'm going to die? That's not going to happen. We're born and God just takes that span in his hand and he directs us. I fully believe that every individual has a mission from God and we must find that and obey that. Here's what the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter 3 and and verse number 12. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Say that with me. Today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. You know what Paul was saying? Exactly today, 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 today. I don't know we're in this service this morning, but today is not over with. I understand this morning that there are people that are in this congregation that before today is over, it can be a disaster in your life. Especially if I'm preaching this morning to people that are outside of God's salvation plan. Let me tell you something. You can't wait too long to get right with God. I fully believe and understand that there's sometimes when we've got to call on the Lord. And you know what the scripture said in Isaiah, the perfect time to call on the Lord is while he may be found. So you know what he was saying? There's a season of time when God reaches into us. And begins to draw us closer to him because it's our time. I fully am convinced that if you're going to seek God, you better pray while you can find him. You know what we've done this morning in the atmosphere of worship and praise? We have made it so easy for you to find him. In an atmosphere of singing and worship and saints of God and the person you're sitting beside, you're in the midst of some of the greatest Christians on earth. uh, That all of a sudden we have created an atmosphere where it's easy to find God. Uh, You don't have to look for him. He's already here. You don't have to feel after him. He's already here. You don't have to go somewhere else. He's already here. He was here when you got here. Woo! He was here before you got here. He fills all of earth and space and time. There's nowhere on this earth that God is not. He's here. He's here. He's here. When we make it so easy to find God... 
When we make it so easy for a God that feels all of space and all of time and every situation, sometimes we got to realize how much God really wants to find us. You ever been in a crowded situation? I mean, where they're shoulder to shoulder. We'll just go to Intercontinental Airport and you'll find one of those situations. Go to any amusement park and you'll find one of those situations. Go to places where there's literally hundreds of thousands of people. And you know what? You just get lost in that crowd. It's a mixture of the world's population. And you're walking along and thinking, what is God seeing? But with the unique eye of God, he has that ability to single out the people that need him the most. I want you to just understand with me what God is saying to us. You may be in this congregation this morning and God is just making a perfect atmosphere for one person. Let me tell you how that works. Philip was preaching and all of a sudden there was the Ethiopian that was praying And he couldn't understand what he was reading. And God just translates uh, the evangelist and picks him up out of one situation and sets him down right beside the chariot. And he's running along in the chariot. And the Ethiopian is reading the word of the Lord. uh, And he looks up and says, uh, do you understand what you're reading? And I love the words. He said, how can I unless some man show me? God gave him the word and he couldn't understand the word. uh, So God gave him a man to run along beside his chariot to say, here's the translation of that. I'm going to just tell some individual here this morning, uh, God's been dealing with you, but you haven't understood. Uh, But suddenly the word of God comes forth to you this morning uh, for you to understand how much that God loves you to bring somebody into your path uh, that can say, hold on, I'm going to give you the word of God for your life. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Brother, I don't see the, our reader, but would you mind reading? Uh, it's, it's right there on that paper. Praise God. Right there. Notice what uh, the writer of, of Hebrew said. He said, for it is today. Today, not tomorrow, not the next day, not next week, but today. Unless any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. I ask God, what does that mean? What does that mean for greater life? And this is the words of the Lord spoke to me. He said, because people ignore the tug on their heart. And suddenly God sees sin that begins to harden us because we have sat through too many altar services. We have sung too many courses. We've lifted our hands and not meaning it. We've come to church and ignored what God really wants to do for us and that save us. And suddenly we become hardened to the fact. I'm going to tell you something 
You know, the people that will be saved in this revival is those that are quick to respond. You know, the people that will be saved this morning is somebody that God quickens their spirit. And in just a few moments, when I say it's time to pray, you're going to step out from where you are. you got to be quick to respond. You can't stand there and think about it for five or six days. You don't have five or six days. You may not have another week. You may not have another revival. You may not have another time to seek the Lord. Oh, I've come here this morning with a burden in my spirit. I've come here this morning burdened down and laden down in my spirit because God said that there is calling them today. When God said, I'm calling them today, he said, tell them that they have to seek me while they can find me. It's amazing. How are you going to find him? I'm going to give you some examples in the word of the Lord. Wasn't it Job that said, I look to my right and to my left? Wasn't it Job that said, I I looked all around me and I couldn't find him? Wasn't it Job that said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me? Job was finding it difficult to find God. But God was not finding it difficult to find Job. Because he said to the devil, have you considered my servant Job? I'm going to tell you something this morning. You cannot get lost from God's grace and God's mercy. You cannot get to the place where God does not know where you are. You In the name of Jesus, you cannot get to a place that God cannot take his finger and find where you are in an instant. But on the reverse of that, a God that fills all time and space, if he wants to hide himself, he can. If God wants to become invisible, he can. If God wants to pull his spirit back, he can. Because he said, seek me while you can find me. Because there might be a day when you cannot find me. I'm looking for you, God, but I've lost you somewhere. I'm going to just skip, Brother Hughes, if you don't mind, go to uh, Luke chapter 16. have another couple of scriptures, but I'm just feeling the urgency in my spirit. Listen to what the writer is saying. It's red letter edition. It's, it's the words of Jesus that was telling an example of the saved and the lost. And I'm going to just quickly go through the first part before we the read the ending. But uh, there was a certain rich man. Who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And then there was the beggar named Lazarus that sat at his gate that was full of sores. And the only comfort he had was the dogs would come by and lick his sores and give him some comfort. But here's where the whole story changes. And Lazarus died. And the angels came and carried him 
to Abraham's bosom. And then it said, and the rich man died and was buried. And the next verse sends chills up and down your spine and in hell. And in hell, just like that, just like that. Brother, as a tree falleth, so shall it lie. You cannot get right with God after you die. There is so, no such thing as when you pass from this life, you cannot get right with God. When you live this life and you die, that's how you're going to meet God, prepared or unprepared. And all of a sudden, and in hell, he lift up his eyes and being in torment in these flames and listen to the prayer that he prayed. And he prayed, Father Abraham... I got five brethren and they're unsaved. Would you please, would you please let the angel of the Lord go over and go to them, go find them. St. Luke chapter 16 and verse uh, 19. No, I'm sorry, 28, verse 28. I have five brethren. Yes. Stop. I have five brethren. Please, Abraham, go talk to them lest they come to this place of torment. Read. Verse 29. Listen. They have Moses and the prophets. Oh, God. You have to forgive me this morning because my heart has been so burdened for somebody that's sitting in this congregation today. Listen to what he said. Send Abraham. That was like saying, send an angelic being or a host and, and go find them. And, 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 and if you'll just find them, they won't come to this place to torment. But listen to what God said to them. They have Moses and the prophets. What did the word say? If they can't be touched by the word. If you can't be touched by the word, if God speaks to us and we cannot be moved by conviction of the word of God, we're so dangerous. All right, he said, they have Moses and the prophets. Read verse 30. He said, nay. Yeah. Listen, 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 listen. Oh, God. He said, if one rose up from the grave, my five brothers will repent and get right with God. If you'll just let that happen. But I want to tell you, I'm just speaking in my spirit this morning what I feel. You have told God too many times if you'll just let this happen I'll come to you. If you'll just help me with this I'll come to you. If you'll just give me a better job or more money or if you'll just let this happen or that happen I will come to you. But I'm here to tell you this morning uh, what the word of God said if one rose from the grave and came out of the grave you would not hear him. 
Why wouldn't you hear him? That's not God's plan. Read. Woo, stop. Oh, God. If you won't hear Pastor Hughes, you're not going to hear one if he rose from the dead. If you're not going to hear me this morning as an evangelist that's reaching for your soul, you're not going to hear one if he came out of the grave to hear you. Why? Because God said, I've chosen the Word. We're saved by the Word. We're redeemed by the Word. We're touched by the Word. If the Word cannot move us, we cannot be saved. If the preacher cannot touch you, you cannot be saved. If the Holy Ghost cannot draw you and move you and convict you, you cannot be saved. But oh, if you will seek the Lord while He may be he found. He's here this morning. He's here this morning. Woo! He's here this morning. He told me he was going to be here. God spoke to me and said, I'm going to be in that place in a powerful way this morning. While it may be found. While it may be found. While it may be found, when do you seek God? It's when you're feeling what you're feeling right now. When do you feel God? It's when you feel conviction gripping your soul. Well, I know that we're living in the age when we don't give altar calls much anymore, but I feel old-fashioned conviction that's coming down into this place. It's sweeping across this congregation. It's sitting there, and He's near. He's near. What time is it? It's time to be saved. He's near. What time is it? It's time for our spirits to be stirred. He's near. What time is it? Greater life, church. It's time to seek the Lord while He may be found. He's near. If you feel like getting up from where you are, especially if you're unsaved, come on right now. While the congregation is standing, come on right now. Step out. Don't wait. I told you if you're going to be saved, you got to make a quick decision. If you're going to be saved, you got to make a quick decision. If you're going to be saved, you got to make a quick decision. You gotta make a quick decision. Oh, hallelujah.